Hello, and welcome to the CEO Blindspot Show, where leaders lead leaders. I am your host, Birgit Camps, and the CEOs I invite on the show are both high performers and humble enough to share their leadership blind spots. Today's guest is Paul Hoyt. He's the CEO of Mind Sequencing, Hoyt Management Group, and Ascending Harvest. Having said that, Paul, I'm going to say a little bit more about your background because you didn't, you know, start off as a CEO. You kind of um, pretty much have held so many executive roles in different areas. I know you've done a lot of work in IT consulting. You were also a CFO and a COO. You worked in corporate America. In fact, some of our listeners may know one of the companies is Oracle. And so you've had experience in the corporate America world. You've had experience as an entrepreneur. And um, you, on top of that, somehow have managed to write a bunch of books and be an author as well. <laughs> so I, you know, I, there's some more goodies I'm going to share, uh, you know, with our listeners. But um, I, uh, I'm going to turn it over to you because as usual, um, you know, because my guests are high performers, um, sometimes it's challenging to get to the point where the listeners get to hear, well, were they always that way? What did they struggle with and how did they find it out? So I'm just going to turn it over to you and see if you're willing to kind of start us off with some of the struggles you had. And then I'll, you know, we can continue talking about why you have ended up, you know, where you are today, where you're such a giver and you give back so much. And, uh, you know, you're working on even another project right now to give back to the world. But I'm going to put that on pause and turn it over to you and kind of let you sound like you're human rather than this perfect <laughs> specimen of CEO. <laughs> Paul, welcome. <laughs> I thank you for that. And I thank you for the opportunity to, to speak with you today, too. And it won't take people very long of listening to me to find out that I'm not perfect. Lord knows I tried to hide my imperfections for a long, long time, but I've become, um, I've become very comfortable with them here as, as I have grown throughout my life. I think the number one leadership blind spot that I had was around the area of emotional intelligence. You know, for the longest time, I thought that my brilliance my, and my hard work were the two keys to success. The way that I treated other people and even the way I felt about myself really didn't make any difference. All that really made any difference was I was a great computer programmer. I knew what I was talking about in information systems. I knew what I was talking about in business and financial modeling and business plans and strategic plans. If I could really create great plans and execute those plans through hard work and sheer force of will, um, and I really didn't understand the value of emotional intelligence. And it took me a long time to do that. So my biggest leadership blind spot for decades was this lack of understanding about how important it is to develop ourselves in the area of emotional intelligence. And to define that real quickly, I really like Daniel Goldman's uh, definition of the four different quadrants of emotional intelligence which are self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. And it's that relationship management that's your key to leadership success. And it's the other three things, the self-awareness, the self-management, and the social awareness that can lead you to have better relationship skills. 
That took me decades to find. And I wish that somebody had, you know, whacked me over the head early in my career and really helped me understand the adage of it's really nice to be smart, but it's really smart to be nice. Well said. So in, in your performance reviews in, in the corporate world, well, first of all, you may not have had any, but if you did have them, are you saying that no one really gave you that feedback and that you ha ha and if not, how did you end up discovering that? I'm sure that I got that feedback at some point in time. I'm sure somebody said, yeah, you, you know, you, you got a bit of a temper. You're a little bit testy. Some people say maybe you're a little hard to get along with, but I think I actually in those days took pride in that. It was like, you know, <laughs> yes. you know, that's the way that I, it was part of my self-image and part of my self-esteem that I was a fighter, you know, that I was, that I would speak up and speak my mind. And yeah, if you got in my way, then watch out. Um, and it was, of course, now that I've been working on myself for a long time, I finally realized that that's the way I protected myself. You know, that's the way that I fended off those people who might attack me, that they knew if they, you know, threw a rock at me that I was going to throw a boulder back at them. Um, and it, and it, it, all the while I was in business, I was also on the side you know, not telling anybody about it, also working on myself because I realized that, you know, I really wasn't happy. I was pretending to be happy and I was wearing the mask of somebody who is successful and, and, and you know, professional and happy during the day, but I really wasn't that happy. It, it, I started, well, I guess when I was 19 years old, I figured out that I, uh, you know, was only happy about 20 minutes a day. And so 98% of my day, I was grumpy or bitter or concerned or struggling or full of worries and doubt and discouragement or some other form of shadow energy. It was only like I was only feeling not stressed for a couple of 20 minutes a day. And so I worked on that. I've been working on that for a long time. And finally, 10 years ago, it dawned on me that that's the key, that that's the relationship between personal growth and business success was the ability for uh, the ability to have better social or emotional intelligence, to have better self-management skills, better self-awareness skills, better social awareness skills. And that's where those two passions that I had, a passion for being brilliant in business and a passion for being the healthiest and happiest person I could be came together. Wow, Paul. So um, it's fascinating that you were aware enough to know how, you know, what percentage of your day or how many minutes a day you were happy versus not happy, and that you then beca became so interested in it. Because you, you're right, there's a lot of people who, first of all, I don't know how aware they are about the percentage of time they're happy or not happy, but it, it's kind of almost, would you say, it's what we've been taught that to kind of ignore that part and just focus on results and success. Uh, is that what keeps people there so long? Or maybe I shouldn't ask you a theory. How about you yourself? So you yourself, how did you track how long you were successful? I mean, happy. And then what was the aha moment that you're like, I'm going to get to work on that piece? I had an aha moment when uh, in college when somebody invited me to a party. Somebody said, hey, Paul, we're doing a, we're having a party uh, you know, Friday night at our place about seven o'clock. Why don't you come by? And I thought, oh, damn it. 
And they said, why? What do you mean? I just invited you to a party. Why are you so grumpy? Why are you angry with me? I said, I'm not angry with you. I just don't know how I'm going to feel then. You know, I'm probably going to be in a bad mood and, you know, I'll probably show up and then I'll bring everybody else down and nobody's going to have any fun and I'm not going to have any fun. And so just, you know, screw it. I'm not going to come. That caused me to go back home and ask myself the question of how happy am I? And of course, I have a really well-developed left brain. This left brain said, if I'm awake 16 hours and 40 minutes in a day, that's 1,000 minutes. And so every 10 minutes is 1% of my day. So, you know, how much am I really happy? Well, you know, when I have a beer, the first beer, I'm pretty happy after that. And sometimes I, you know, I'm happy over here, but I figured out at that point in time that I was only happy about 2% of my day, that the rest of the time I was grumpy and mm. bitter and, you know, not a pleasant person to be around. So the good news is, by the way, let, let's let people off the hook here. If there's anybody out there who thinks for a second that, that, oh my God, I feel sorry for this guy, or oh my God, he's trapped in the same place that I was trapped. I wasn't trapped and you're not trapped either. I mean, that's the really the good news. So I started meditating and over the course of the next 10 years or so, meditating regularly, I flipped that to where I was only grumpy and bitter 20 or 30 minutes a day. And I was happy, easygoing, lighthearted, cheerful, the other 97%, 98% of the day. Um, and, and there was that meditation, which was that, which was that intentional focus every day, twice a day, to give myself permission to let go of all of my stress, to let go of all of that worry, doubt, concern, anger, bitterness, sarcasm, let go of all of that crap and empty myself out and fill myself back up with peacefulness and loving kindness and awareness and focus and determination and all kinds of others, what I call now divine energies. So who's, who smacked you on the head and said, you've got to start meditating or how did that happen? <laughs> you know, that, uh, it, was, it was that awareness of I've got to do something. And about that time, <clears throat> the Maharishi Mahesh Yogi was popular and I learned transcendental meditation. And then I developed my own meditation styles and it just felt good. You know, meditation is its, is its own reward. You know, if you do it, it, well, if you do it in the style that I was doing it, the entire purpose of that is to feel peaceful and to feel better about yourself and everything else for a few minutes to let go of all that worry and stress, you know, to empty all that crap out and fill yourself back up with loving, kind, peaceful, joyful energy. Um, so it's, it's, it's its own self-reward, and it became a really strong habit just after a few weeks and a habit that I have maintained you know, for the rest of my life. And now you have integrated that in mind sequencing? Yeah, mind sequencing is, um, is, is something that I developed or discovered to take me to that next level of awareness. You know, meditation took me to the point to where I was only grumpy and bitter 20 or 30 minutes a day. That I, yeah, it, which was really wonderful compared to where I was. But I also got stuck there for decades for, because just meditating 20 minutes at a time twice a day wasn't enough to overcome all the stresses of the corporate work world. You know, I would be, you know, I'd go to work feeling great. Then throughout the day, I'd feel like 
you know, gradually go downhill, gradually my vibration, my cheerfulness, my uh, charm would uh, go downhill. I was definitely a less charming person at 4 p.m. than I was at 8 a.m. And, <laughs> and then I'd meditate again and I would, you know, lift my vibration a little bit. And then as the evening went on, it'd wear down a little bit. But day after day after day, meditation was enough to help me maintain a level of consciousness and a level of vibration, but it wasn't enough to help me uh, to help me through that next level. And being grumpy and upset and temperamental 20 minutes a day was not good enough for me. I don't want to be grumpy mm. and temperamental and upset any of the time. So I invented mind sequencing. So mind sequencing is a process of self-guided meditation, self-paced meditation. Uh, think of it in terms of structured self-talk, of sequences of thought and action that allowed me and allow anybody the opportunity, the methodology to shift their energy anytime and anywhere. So in the middle of a meeting, you can use mind sequencing. When you're commuting and going down the, the road and somebody cuts you off on, on the highway, you can use mind sequencing. When you're in the middle of a conversation with somebody, you can use mind sequencing. When you're on stage talking to people, you can use mind sequencing. It is a process of structured self-talk that allows you to shift your energy and lift your spirits anytime and anywhere. And over a period of time doing that, it's allowed me to get to the point to where, you know, I hardly ever get upset. I got a little bit impatient, you know, a few days ago for 10 minutes. I was a little bit grumpy a few weeks ago for five or 10 minutes. But for the most part, because I have practiced shifting my energy, because I have practiced going into a higher vibration, I pretty much live there. And I can confirm that because, you know, I am uh, very challenged with technology and still trying to figure out the best way to have the podcast quality sound good. And I'm, you know, dealing with that. And you were very gracious with me um, as I was uh, scheduling our podcast. So I got to literally experience what you just said. But is there a specific example you can give our listeners of earlier, you said mind sequencing, you know, anytime, anywhere, and it's a shift in self-talk. And is there a specific example you can give us? Sure. So the, the easiest one is what I call a line, breathe, and smile. So it works, it works simply like this. You just take a moment and align your body, adjust your posture, raise your chest a little bit higher up off the floor, straighten your back just a little bit, maybe shrug your shoulders, you know, roll your neck just a little bit, let go of some of that physical tension and stress. Take a big breath and not a board, some breath, doesn't have to be a huge breath, but just a breath and blow it out and then just smile. Align, breathe and smile. It can shift your energy in a, in a small way in a matter of four or five seconds. And you can do that anytime and anywhere if you just remember that you have the power to do that. So the key to success, the yes. key to success in mind sequencing is to build the habit of doing it. When you build the habit of doing a line, breathe and smile, or saying to yourself something like, I remember I shift, I am, or my golden sequence, you know, I see, I believe, I choose, I shift, I become. So they're all very powerful ways of self-talk rather than I think a, a lot of default is I'm a victim to my circumstances. And it sounds like 
you're really using sentences that say I choose, so that puts you more in a in a empowering exactly. um, situation. And I did look at one of your articles, you know, under the mind sequencing thing, and and, and I, <laughs> you never told me you were also a poet because <laughs> when I, I saw some of the sequencing I there, I'm, I'm I was like all clear. <laughs> I'm a poet, and I'm a, and I'm a singer too. So there's this there's this you know artistic side to what oh. I do, but most of the most of the things I write have a, a little bit of, of poetry to them. Yeah, so you've really managed to enter to to integrate joy in your life. It sounds absolutely. Like. That's one of my five what I call divine energies that I focus on. You know, many many times a day, my five divine energies are peace, joy, strength, wisdom, and love. I call them my balancing energies. Mm -hmm. And what I realize is that whenever I sense that I'm just a little bit out of sorts, which by the way happens you know, 10 or 15 times a day, I have this extreme self-awareness mm -hmm. going because I've been practicing self-awareness for, for such a long time. You know, whenever I notice that I'm uh, deplete in one of those five areas, I simply do a mind sequencing techniques to shift my energy back and fill myself back up with the energy that I seek. I have to tell you, it's when, you know, when I first knew about your background and the way you're talking now, I would never guess you could be the same person. So, so left-brained and yet integrating the right brain. And um, so I was just curious, you know, how, now that you've done so much in your life, what, what are some of the things that have surprised you the most about you know, leading people or people in general, maybe even yourself. <laughs> wow. Well, you mentioned the word surprises. That's the name of my next book, which I'm probably about 60 or 90 days away from publishing called Surprises on the Road to Enlightenment. Oh. It's a collection of, you know, the many, the many times where the universe has, you know, shot a bolt of lightning at my head or whacked me over the head or just something, something where I, where I learned something and go, wow, I never thought that that was going to be true. So I'm a I'm a big fan of of learning surprises and gaining those surprises and writing books as you said and and I'm really excited about this next book that that is coming out that way. Um but you did say something earlier that I want to want to address and that's you said you would have never guessed that that's the same person. And the truth is that it's not the same person. I am not the same person today that I was 20 or 30 years ago. I'm not the same person today that I was five years ago. I have definitely leveled up. In fact, I have a, a one of the exercises in my mind sequencing program is called the timeline of your life. And during that timeline of your life, you have the opportunity to take a look at all of the different transformations that you have gone through with different jobs and family members and places that you've lived. And, to, and what it does is allow us to understand that Right now, we are not the same person that we were 10 or 15 or 20 years ago. I think I'm on Paul 17.0. So. <laughs> and I think you also say you're on your third career. <laughs> I'm on my third career. I'm on, on Paul. I'm, the person that I am today is not the same person that I was five years ago, 10 years ago, and 15 years ago. For, so for all of those people who met me five years ago or 10 years ago and, or 20 years ago and thought to themselves in some way, you know, he seems pretty bright, but he's kind of an asshole. Um, if I, I'm not that person anymore, really, give me a chance. I, I really have, you know, become a much different person through the practice of mind sequencing. And the really good news is that you can become that next person too. You can level up. 
every one of us has the power to focus our attention on the best person that we are and be the best person that we have ever been more often and even make that person better. We all have this incredible, enormous potential just to simply focus our attention and allow ourselves to become that person that we've always wanted to be. Well, that's very encouraging because um, let me just say my dad has frequently told me it's hard to, uh, or how did he say, and it's hard to train or teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah. <laughs> and, and often he was referring to himself. Um, but uh, what you're saying is, it sounds to me like you have figured out in your mind sequencing how to actually you know, like you said, you become a different person. And, and I keep hearing you say, you know, focus. Now, my question to you on that is, it seems like everyone's so distracted these days by their mobile phones, by, you know, social media, by, well, right now, you know, what's going on in the world events. So how do you help people stay focused? I help them stay focused by getting, building the habit of mind sequencing. So it all starts out with just three times a day, just three times over the course of the day and keep track if you like, you know, have a little post-it note, do a little note uh, on your social, on your app in some way, but keep track in some way. And just for three times a day for the next four or five days, just do a line, breathe and smile. You know, just intentionally, purposefully, decisively shift your energy just a little bit. Every time that you do that, you are teaching yourself about this amazing power you have to shift your energy. And one of my most favorite empowering beliefs is simply this, that every time that you shift your energy, it not only pays off immediately, but it pays off every day for the rest of your life. Because every time you do it, you're making it easier for you to do it the next time. You're, you're putting that ruts in the concrete highway. You're building that path. You're clearing that way that allows you to shift your energy more easily the next time than it was this time. Well, you've been very generous with sharing a lot of the, you know, the ways you guide people in, in your mind sequencing. And um, so you've obviously helped a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of small business owners. What, what has surprised you the most about leading people or consulting with uh, with business owners or entrepreneurs? I, I think the biggest surprise is how poor we do in the United States uh, of teaching people what it really takes to start and grow a small business. Um, you know, we, we mm. have this culture that sets up the successful entrepreneur as a hero, but we really don't teach people in high school or college what it really takes to run a small business. We don't teach them the, of all of the different departmental functions. They don't, we don't learn about you know, marketing and sales and financial management and operations administration and product development and customer service, what I call the key performance areas of business. We don't learn about leadership. We essentially teach people to take a job in corporate America. And then if they decide to have their own business in some way, which kind of like throwing them into the deep end of the swimming pool without proper preparation. Boy, isn't that the well, truth. And you know that. You've been a small business owner. Most people survive in small businesses because they, they were blessed to not make a lot of mistakes while they were figuring everything out. The analogy is that it's much like jumping off a cliff with all of the parts to an airplane and trying to build the airplane and successfully get it to fly while you're falling down the cliff. 
Yeah, and I and I will give credit to my team because I, uh, <laughs> I the one gift I guess you could say I had was selecting people and building a team. But certainly without the team, there was no way we could have made it to Inc. 500 fastest growing companies and best places to work in and Texas. Because, like you said, yes, thank you. But like you said, there was no. There was no roadmap. It was a lot of mistakes and a lot of, you know, everybody coming together and helping each other. So I'm so grateful that, you know, you felt called and, you know, your passion is helping small business owners be successful. And I, I do think that's more and more people are wanting to be business owners and are really stressed out and really uh, lonely and struggling. So I think you have something really valuable well, to add. And let's, let me share um, a little bit more with your readers here. If you go to paulhoyt.com, which is my business coaching and business consulting website, you'll find in the free resources section there over 130 hours of training videos and four business courses that are absolutely free that you can use. You can look at whenever you want. There are you know 130 different subjects that we talk about in each one of those different areas of business in marketing and financial management in sales in you know customer service etc and those four courses you know talk about the basics of business and there's even a business foundations course there that will teach you what it means to be successful in those areas of business so as part of my giving back to the world you know i decided to open up that library and make that available to anyone anywhere just paulhoyt.com in the free resources section well, I am again, I'm so grateful you were willing to, you know, come on my show and share your knowledge. And, um, you know, you've already shared uh, one of the habits that you have. And now you're sharing information that other people can have to be successful like you. Is there is there another habit that you can recommend that that or that you can share about what has made you so successful to the point not only success financially but successful to me uh, what i'm referring to now is a holistic success right for you to give back what you just mentioned and then you know i was surprised to find out that um through ascending harvest the, your other company that you you and a partner doing something even more amazing to me that uh, to give back. What what do you do to be such a well-rounded you know person that not only succeeds but in financial but succeeds in really humanity and contributing to I'm, the world? I'd like to do, answer that in a couple of different ways. First, I just want to take a moment to mention Ascending Harvest. Thank you for bringing that up. I'm the CEO of Ascending Harvest in partnership with Shane McKenna who is an absolute genius inventor engineer who has found a way, we think, to, to cut the cost of feeding hungry people in half. His human-powered hydroponic systems allow anyone anywhere to grow their own food. We're bringing out a bunch of prototypes here this spring. Soon we'll be we do field testing in Africa and India. And we think that in developing countries and refugee camps that we can cut the cost of feeding hungry families in half. So that's one of my passion projects that when I found out that, that he had this capability, I just said, Shane, I, I really want to help you with this. And we developed the partnership and I'm the CEO. And but he's really the brains and the he's the guy behind the business. I'm just doing all the stuff that he can't do so he can focus on be, on leveraging his genius. 
Again, so so grateful that you're willing to share that and do that. And, and I hope you'll come back on my show and talk more about that as well. Uh, I'd be happy to do that. And to answer the other half of your question was, you know, how do you lead a more balanced life? You know, how do you become a healthy and happy person and also successful in business? And the answer is, is yeah. that's what you focus your attention on doing. You know, the, every, throughout the day, every day, you know, you focus your attention on self-awareness and self-management that we already talked about from emotional intelligence. And you focus your attention on making a plan and working that plan. You focus your attention on your mindset, making sure that your head's in the right place, that your attitudes is absolutely optimal or close to it. Then you focus on the methodologies, the plans, the resources that it's going to take to achieve your goals, and then you establish momentum. You, 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 work, you create the plan, and then you work the plan. Sometimes that's called the inner game, the outer game, and the action plan. I like to call it mindset, methods, and momentum. And that's the way you do it. You just set your intention. Mm. You believe in yourself. You, know, you believe that you can become a successful person. You believe that you can become a healthier and happier person. And then you focus your attention on doing that, learning to control your thoughts and control the focus of your attention so that you can attract and manifest that, res that results that you want. Well said. Um... So now pretend I'm a one of those, you know, new entrepreneurs and you've just shared this amazing uh vault of information and and where I can go to get videos um and I'm, you know, have so much to do. I'm in my business uh working really hard. What would be, you know, some action items? Like I can go to your website, but what would be like the top, I don't know, three things that you recommend that, that I would start with if I was starting a company? If you were starting a company, I would, well, you know, my, my first question that I ask anybody who is thinking about engaging my services as a business coach and a business consultant is simply, what do you want to accomplish? You know, where do you see yourself in four to five years? Where do you see yourself next year? And especially, where do you see yourself in 90 days? What do you want to accomplish in the next 90 days? What are your top three to five goals? And then let's see if there's a way that I can help you accomplish those. Because my success, you know, I don't measure my success on whether or not you hire me. I, don't, I measure my success on whether or not I was able to help you do the things that you want to do and reach the level of success that you want to reach. You know, for some people that's, you know, I want to create a plan. For some people, it's I want to I want to figure out how I can get this business funded. For some people, it's how I want to build a team. For some people, it's all of those things. But that's the key to being successful. Yeah. A successful service provider is that you're selling people what they already want. You're giving them mm -hmm. the tools and the resources that they need to get what that to get what it is that they want to achieve. Yes. Well, I think you, you, uh, I can see why you're so successful by the questions you ask. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, uh, you obviously have mastered, uh, or somehow, um, you know, you just shared it as well, but having this balanced life and knowing what your priorities are, I don't see how you can have a balanced life and not know your priorities right now, because there's so many opportunities to get distracted. So, um, and, uh, you know, I'm grateful again that you're able to articulate everything so well and that you have so many resources for people to go to. 
I will put all the links of what you just shared in the podcast. But um, if someone, you know, does feel called right now to contact you, uh, what's the quickest way they can do that? The quickest way is to go to paulhoyt.com. That's my business coaching and business consulting uh, website. You know, take a look at what you see there. If you're interested in exploring the ways that we might be able to work together, there's a contact form there and phone numbers that you can just give me a call. And my phone number, by the way, is 415-997-8001. That's 415-997-8001. You're welcome to text me or call me. Um, if you're interested in becoming the best person that you can be, if you're interested in really leading a healthier and happier life, if you're interested in leveling up, then go to mindsequencing.com and take a look at the 11 and a half minute introductory video I have there on the mind sequencing program itself. And if that's of interest to you, there's a contact form that you can fill out there. Fantastic. Well, again, I don't know how you managed to have such a balanced lifestyle, but I'm so grateful that you, you know, accepted my invitation to, to be on our show. And I'm very much looking forward to having you back again. Um, you are, you're must, I mean, so generous you have been on the show and so generous you have been in life and not just by what you say, but again, like you said, anybody can do a Google search on you. Um, just, you know, they have to know your twin brother's not a dentist because they will find that information <laughs> when they search yep. your name. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, um, so I'm going to wrap up the show with gratitude, gratitude for you, Paul, gratitude for our listeners. And, um, you know, my, my unique gift is spotting blind spots. And if uh, the listeners want to know the 10 most common blind spots, uh, you can send me an email or go to ceoblindspots.com. But um, I would love it, Paul, if you would wrap up our show for us. I'm going to wrap up the show in a, in an unusual way, and that's with the poem. You mentioned that I'm a bit of a poem. And this, the secret of mind mm -hmm. sequencing is to shift your energy periodically throughout the day. And this is a little poem I wrote to help me remind, to remind myself to do that. So I awaken, awaken, awaken with every shift of attention. In all that I do, I choose to renew my focus and loving intention. I awaken, awaken, awaken with every shift of attention. I remember to be the angel in me. So far, he's my finest invention. Beautifully put. Thank you, poet, author, CEO, human uh, partner. <laughs> may you have a wonderful uh, day and may you come back on our <laughs> Thank show. Thank you, Bridget. It's a pleasure, an honor, and a blessing to be with you today. As well. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>